Good morning, Lansing. It's Saturday, it's 9 a.m., and the pet experts are in the building. This is the MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show on 1320 WILS and 1320WILS.com. Now, here are your hosts, Rick Pruce and Lee Cohen. Welcome, pet keepers, to this week's MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show. I'm your host, Lee Cohen, here with my co-hosts, the pet experts themselves. I've got Rick Pruce from Pruce Pets. Good morning, Rick. Hey, Lee. And also joining us, we've got Dr. Will Schultz from Schultz Veterinary Clinic. Welcome to the show, Doc. Good morning, everybody. Hey, it's our pleasure to have you both. And believe me, we're going to need you both when it comes to this week's show (laughs) because we're talking about a topic that I'm pretty useless on, and that is the issue of cats and adoptable cats specifically and Rick's getting a new neighbor, which is the Constellation Cat Cafe. And we're going to talk with the lady who founded it, Kelsey. But, Rick, what is your thought about having these people moving in right across the track? I can tell you right now, the first thing I've seen is their place looks a lot neater when it comes to the outside. It's nice. Not that there was anything wrong with your old neighbors, but i got to tell you, they're doing a nice job of cleaning it Yeah, they're it working up. hard at uh, landscaping. It wasn't that bad before but uh they're definitely like tearing out some of the old bushes and getting some landscape in there and just and, up, you know anytime updating. anytime you can take a building like that that's really old i'm sure that was you know i'll bet their building was built 1880 or something like that a long right. long long time ago so they've got a i'm sure quite a mission ahead of them but you know obviously you know some work's done before i i toured the building before uh, they ever purchased it and it needed a lot of work, I bet. so they've got they've got they've got their work cut out for them. But the good news is uh, they're doing it, and they're going to do it, and they're going to be in there, and they're going to be uh, great neighbors. Uh, anytime you think of Old Town, you think of community, and I think in the, regards to pet community, uh, this is a, a partner coming into town that's going to really diversify and 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 embellish the overall experience that you can get in Old Town. Right. Well, for and for people who don't really understand the concept of it, you can almost think of the Cat Cafe as a retail location for people. If you wanted to see what's available at all these different rescues, well, do you have to travel to all the different rescues to see them? Or you can kind of come there where there's a compilation of rescues uh, that are contributing cats and you can do really well. And people have to know it's not just a cat cafe. Yeah, it's, you can go. It's in, a coffee house. It's a coffee house, and so you can go have your coffee, and we'll look at the cats and relax. Yeah, I yeah. think that's really fantastic. And a lot of times, there's customers that are at our store that maybe for one reason or other just want to take a break or have a coffee or you know get things you know, and that's going to be just a perfect location for somebody to just walk over and have a relaxing time. Yeah, you get to look at the cats first, and then go back and look at the fish, the birds. Uh, critters and uh, and have a I mean that's a great day yeah, yeah. It, no it really is in truth be said that's one of the beauties of the old town community is that it's really become a group of complementary businesses to one another yeah so that if you're down there you can spend time and really just accomplish a lot of neat things and it's a great place to walk around and just mm-hmm. spend time outdoors uh, as well so well and 
in a world of franchise and 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 corporate structure and yeah. big box and all that that you see, You're there's right. that alternative universe, if you will, the where you can where where you can go. <laughs> it's you know, perfect. There used to be a saying: North North Town against the world. You know, yeah. and uh, uh, but but anymore, it's it's one of those things where old town, you know, kind of a neighborhood where you can actually find that that sense of belonging, that mm-hmm. sense of connection. Uh, whether it it doesn't have to do with pets. No. Um, we have uh, in the community. There's a, um, I think it's called Odd Nod um, that does like all kinds of creative products from uh, for drawing and. And crafting and such, um, I, I could go on and on for that neighborhood. Yeah. There's just if you haven't explored Old Town, you should just yeah. come in, spend the time. Bradley's is amazing. Uh, took an old five and dime store and turned it into just the most incredible menagerie of home goods that yeah. you could ever imagine. So, but there's an endless number of those retailers there. I don't know what the number is, but it's certainly a large and, count of and places. Walk around and. You walk around. You got a great place for lunch. You got great places for dinner. Yeah. Now you got a coffee shop next door. I mean, it, it's it's got your whole afternoon. Yeah. yeah. And now it'll have a, a cat cafe. Well, and in addition to the cat cafe on today's show, we're also going to talk about the impacts that it's going to have. One of the impacts is going to be on Proust Pets. So we'll talk with Kirby Proust about some of the things she's going to be doing in the cat and dog department in order to enhance the experience of. The the people who might be adopting cats. And then, Doc, we're going to turn to you and kind of talk a little bit about when people are getting a cat, what are some of the things they need to think about and some of the care issues related to the weather that we're starting to get into because it is uh, summer right around the corner. So it's going to be an informative show if you've got cats this week on the MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show, 1320 WILS. Welcome back to the MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show on 1320 WILS. Here are your hosts, Rick Bruce and Lee Cohen. We're back here with the Mid Michigan Pet Expert Talk Show. And Rick and Doc, we have with us on the line Kelsey McCombs, who is the founder of the Constellation Cat Cafe, which is located currently in East Lansing and soon to be on its way into Old Town. Rick, if I'm not mistaken, just a stone's throw <laughs> away from Proust Pets. Well, well, Kelsey, I will not throw stone. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Kelsey. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me back. It's good to be with you guys. It's our pleasure to have you. Kelsey, I'll begin and then get out of the way. Uh, my f- first question for you is, uh, do we have an estimated date when you expect the move to take place? Oh, gosh, I'm nervous to say a day because I pushed it back so many times. <laughs> but I'm now hoping for fall of this year. Nice. Um, oh. I definitely underestimated how big of a project um, <laughs> the renovations of Sukasa would be. And that we're still really, we're working hard on it, and we're still really optimistic about how it's going to turn out. It's such a beautiful building, and we're excited to get it ready to show off. Well, on a couple of notes, uh, we had a rather, I think, 10 to 15 foot, well, 10 foot tall bushes between you and us, and we trimmed them down to just three feet. So nice. we're, <laughs> we're, we're now looking at our neighbor, and I noticed just uh, a couple of days ago, uh, uh, Hager Fox was out there, uh, must be doing the, uh, the heating and air conditioning side of the equation, which to me always means 
one, a substantial investment, but two, you're getting well on your way. Yeah, absolutely. We uh, had to get like a whole new HVAC system. Um, some of the stuff that was currently installed was from the 1960s. Mm-hmm. So we were advised <laughs> to update that. But yeah, uh, we're moving right along. We're doing a lot of the nitty gritty stuff like that right now. Well, this is the first time that um, Dr. Schultz has had an opportunity to be on the show with us while talking to you. And I think maybe he would like to ask a few questions specific to what you do there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that'd be great. So on a daily basis, uh, how many cats are there? And are people bringing theirs in? Because I haven't been there. (laughs) So we have anywhere from 15 to 25 cats. Holy on a regular man. basis. Awesome. Um, sometimes in like peak kitten season, if we're really heavy on kittens, we might get up to 30. Um, but if we're more towards adult cats, um, then we stay lower around 20 um, just to work out the social dynamics there. Um, and we are getting those cats directly from our rescue partners, Good. Saved by Zade and Happy Feet Pet Rescue. So they bring us their cats who they think would do well in the environment of being in a community cat room and also having new people coming in all the time. Um, and so all of those cats are ready for adoption. Do you ever have days when the fur flies? Do they Are, are they all getting oh, along yeah. really well? I mean, it's cats. Um, sometimes it's a little intense and we might have to isolate one or two cats. <laughs> um, but usually after they calm down... It all works out. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, so if somebody uh, wants to come out, I assume, uh, tell tell people how they would be welcomed there. What's the arrangement that you have uh, as a facility in your current location? And maybe if there is some uh, uh, variation coming or, or maybe talk about what the facility will be like once you move. For sure. Um, so right now you enter through our coffee shop area. So some people only ever go into the coffee shop area. They just want to get, grab a drink, and they can see our whole cat room through our big windows. Um, so some people just like to sit and look at the watch, uh, look and watch the cat. Um, but you can also pay um, our admission fee and then go into the cat room for an hour and play with cats and have a kitten fall asleep on your lap and all that good awesome. stuff for animal lovers. That's and great. we'll keep about the same setup when we move to the new location. The layout will shift a little um, just from the nature of the house. Um, right now we have a really wide space and in our new location we'll have a really deep space, um, but the general concept will stay the same. And when you have people that are coming in, like a lot of people that maybe not be pet lovers or pet pets uh, could have cat allergies. Is your coffee shop enough isolated that if they come in with an allergy, they can have a coffee and look at the cats and not have a problem? Absolutely. We get a lot of people where it's like, okay, one person in this family, like mom or dad is allergic, allergic, and that person is going to sit on the cafe side. They're not exposed to cats at all. Um, There's no cat hair over there. Um, So they're totally fine to just hang out and watch. And then the family members who would love to have a cat but are trying to keep their other person safe can go in and play with cats. Nice. Now your cats, too, are they adoptable cats? Yeah, so everyone is up for adoption. Um, we've had over 1,700 adoptions since we opened, Get which we're really, really here. proud of. I know, it's pretty amazing. Congratulations. Um, so thank you so much. We are wow. really lucky to have such a good community, and we are able been able to um, like adoptions and intake coordinator. Mm-hmm. So um, they just work on the cat side of things, making sure we always have cats, making sure 
all of the questions for adopters are answered, making sure adoption applications and everything are processed really, really quickly. Um, so being able to put in the resources there has made a huge difference in how many adoptions we're able to do. That's great. Now, the cats, are they neutered cats and vaccinated that you get in there? Yes, absolutely. Perfect. So everyone is feeder neutered. They're microchipped. They're up to date on vaccines. They have preventative demurmers. Um, yes, everyone is ready to go on awesome. vetting. And then we do really basic wellness checks every day. And if something seems off, um, we get in touch with our rescue partners. They're responsible for the vet care because they retain ownership of the cat. And then they will get in touch with their vets if we need to pull anyone or if anyone needs treatment. That's incredible. That's really, really good. That's the way to do it. And I'm sure that's pretty exciting for even your partners as far as you know, I, I imagine when you're spending time doing rescue, not having to worry about whether or not a cat will become adoptable uh, probably takes a lot of weight off of their shoulders as well. Right. Yeah, we definitely see our role here as being to take as many things off our rescue partner's plate as possible so they can focus on saving animals. Um, so our job is to kind of foster these cats while they're up for adoption and market them as adoptable and then process all the adoption paperwork so they can do what they do best. Great. And then let's uh, let's move to the fall when you move into the new facility or or shortly after that. We'll, you know, uh, we're, we're going to wish for the fall. Um, yeah. What will there be? Uh, uh, how will that space be similar and how will it be different, and will it be changing anything that you're doing currently? I think a lot of the customer experience will stay the same. Um, the cafe and cat room will both be a little more spacious, but honestly not much. Um, but what we're doing behind the scenes is really going to be able to grow. So we are going to have a dedicated clinic space where we can do like intakes exams of the cat, if we need to update like an FERCP vaccine, we can do that on site. We'll have space for that. Or if we're doing, you know, just like flea treatments or grooming or anything like that, we can pull the cat into a separate room um, and just keep an eye on them there. Um, one thing we were able to do in the past is um, do little appointments for um, like the super minor, minor medical things like that, that you don't need to be a veterinarian to do. Um, and help our foster partners out. So if there's like a foster cat who's just like, oh, I just need to come in and get a microchip, they can come into the cafe to nice. do that rather than, say, driving all the way out to the State by State shelter in Leslie. Great. Kelsey, okay. I, I have a crazy question, and forgive me for asking it, but I'm thinking what happens at night when everybody leaves, do you like have a bus? Anarchy. A, a bus that drives <laughs> the twenty-five cats home with you, or do they just stay no. there? So they just stay there. That's They're crazy. quite content to stay there. They'd be really stressed out if we tried to transport them back and forth over every day. Um, so they have lots of company and attention all day long, and then they get some good wind down time at night. I imagine that they often, you know, get the zoomies just like our cats at home, but there's 
20 of them, so they're probably so wild at like 2 or 3 in the morning. That's what I was going to say. And occasionally we come in and they have thrown a party at night and just <laughs> there's messes awesome. everywhere. <laughs> like they'll get down like a roll of paper towel and just do some decorating. But most of the time, I think they're pretty tame during the night and just catch up on sleeping. Because cats do have the ability to find something. I was going to say, um, there's like oh, such absolutely. a trouble opportunity yeah. there. <laughs> I, it would almost There's seem like so you could. Mischievous. Yeah, you could you could have a, a paid um, site that you could go to that people could <laughs> spend money on for <laughs> donations, and they would be able to spot the camera that would be oh, watching do a them. Cat cam at night. Yeah, that'd be cat very cam. Fun. Oh. And they almost don't want to know what they're doing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that would be a great time. We, um, we did a little of that during COVID, and we're trying to actually figure out how we can rework that into our new location. That's a really neat um, idea. So I think you're onto something. Yeah, the, the cat cafe cam. <laughs> yeah, 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 I like it. I like it. And it sounds like uh, you probably have a lot of, like, long-time visitors because of those scenarios. If nothing else, you know, a member of the family wants to have a cat but can't have a cat because of allergies right. and such. So it's it sounds like, um, you know, certainly a, a fun uh, place, facility that definitely fills a need. And I'm truly impressed with the number of adoptions you're able oh. to do there. I think that's incredible. Thank you so much. They're, We're they're, really, really proud of it. Yeah, yeah. I, you should be. Absolutely. That's that's fantastic. We are excited about being right next door. Uh, we will do our best to. Uh, I know my daughter. We're going to have her on the show here shortly. Uh, she's done uh, an amazing job at when we've gone to trade shows since you and I chatted and she chatted some time ago and just looking for the best products we can that might accompany those kittens, those cats as they, as they go home. So, um, we're That's really, amazing. Yeah. we are we're really so excited. excited to have you as neighbors. You guys have been so supportive right from the get go. So yeah, I can't wait. I know, um, our customers are also excited to come over and get extra time at Fruit Pets as well. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I'm just thinking those families too, that you're talking about that become regular there. I'm sure there's plenty that would then you know, there's other members of the family that really would like to check out all the other animals that we have to offer. So. Yeah, if you can't get a cat, you yeah. might be really excited that you can get a mm. lizard or a snake or a bird or something that that yeah. family member is not allergic to. And, and, and our cats were crazy about the aquariums in our house. Mm-hmm. They never oh, yeah. they never got in them. I've, I've had so many clients that have had to pull their cats out of the aquarium. And once the cat oh, no. gets in, the fish are actually quite safe because the cat will never find them. But they'll they'll sit outside and bat at the aquarium for hours and hours at a time. <laughs> and the combination for anybody with cats that hasn't done that, it's an it's it's keeps them so busy all the time. Mm. Now you have to have Rick put an aquarium in there. <laughs> we'll have to work on an aquarium in yeah. there. That's what it yeah. sounds like. Honestly, I would love that. So yeah. I have you on record now. Everybody heard it. <laughs> I just did. <laughs> Sorry, true. Rick. Podcast <laughs> proof. There, <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> well, Kelsey, let me ask another question that's important, which is how are you guys going to generate the funds to pay for what you're already doing and going forward? I know you've got great coffee and things to eat, but Bob, Bottom line is, what else can the public do to assist you in raising funds? So we definitely need donations. People can hop on our website or our social media, constellationcatcafe.com or at constellationcatcafe to make a donation. But really, um, 
if people come in and make appointments in the cat room, that's huge. Like if we're busy in the cat room, that can fund our whole operation um, just naturally through that. So if you can just set aside an afternoon to come give us a visit, you get to pet cats and you also get to save cats and help our mission. Um, so it's honestly around the same price as like going to the movies or going bowling or something. And it's something totally different. People leave feeling so relaxed um, and just more calm. So just treat yourself to an afternoon at the Cat Cafe. You won't regret it. It's a great place to be on a rainy afternoon. Mm-hmm. Think about it. And then a like really ugly, ugly snow day in the winter, get a nice warm cat sitting on your lap. That's a beautiful thing to do. Well, Kelsey. Well, Kelsey, we want to thank you so much for coming on with us and updating us on your progress, how things are going. Uh, We look forward to speaking with you later in the year when maybe we're open and starting to roll. Uh, But best of luck to you going forward. Thank you so much. It was great to talk to you, and we really appreciate your support. Oh, it's Thank our, you, Kelsey. It's our pleasure. Uh, when we come back, we'll continue the conversation about cats. We'll talk with Kirby Proust right here on 1320 WILS. It's the MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show. Here are your hosts, Rick Proust and Lee Cohen. It's 9.35, and we're back here with the MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show. And Rick and Doc, we have with us on the line Kirby Pruse from Pruse Pets, who is the lady who is looking at that cat department and relishing the thought of all the new cat owners that are going to be coming in to Pruse Pets across the parking lot and what you're going to have for them. Welcome to the show, Kirby. Hi, guys. Good morning. Hey, good, good morning. morning. Uh, Kerbade, let's talk about this. you got a huge opportunity now. you got some people who are going to be across the parking lot who, to their record, have said 1,700 cats have been adopted out. And I can just think that you would have lots of things that those new cat owners could bring home to keep that cat fed, entertained, and lots of other stuff. So talk about that. Yeah, so I'm actually really excited about this new partnership. Um, Years ago, before the pandemic, I used to run our kitten adoption program. Uh, We actually worked with a local rescue, and we had the kittens in Proust. Uh, We would do all of the vet care, and then we would work with the adoptees and make sure it's the right home. Uh, We would get them all of the products they needed, and then we would get that happy home to the kitty. So I have a lot of experience with cat rescue and adoption. And when the pandemic hit, we had to pivot as most businesses did, and we had to take a few things off our plate. So um, the rescue that we work with still does rescue. Um, She does it out of her home, um, but we don't do it in the store. So I've missed that. And when Kelsey approached me and said, hey, can we partner with adoptions? I was excited because As you know, and you've talked to Kelsey, her facility is set up wonderfully for it. And then we'll be right next door. So we'll be able to provide the education and all of the products that go along with getting a new kitten or cat. What I find about this is this ecosystem that's developing. I've... I'm pretty amazed. I'm pretty uh, surprised and impressed with what's unfolding because when we did it, we were trying to do everything ourselves. It seemed like uh, we we would run the cats out to the vet. We would uh, you you put a lot of effort. You and the team put a lot of effort into making this happen. Now what we have is 
rescues who mainly just focus on rescuing animals and providing the best health condition and getting them ready. And then you have the Cat Cafe, Constellation Cat Cafe, that's going to have the the right environment for people to just connect and dialogue and you have the coffee shop and it's just the whole atmosphere there. And then guess what? Literally across the street within, I don't know, a couple, about a hundred yards, maybe, uh, they can walk over and get whatever supplies they need for those animals as well. So um, I just can't think about how, how fantastic this is. Yeah, when I think of cat rescue, the first thing that comes to mind is community. I think from having literally grown up doing cat rescue and watching the many ways we did it over the years, um, you know, it, it led me to be strongly partnered with Ingham County Animal Control. It led me to be strongly partnered with the Humane Society. It led me to learn about lots of different rescues and the resources in our community. So we have to do it together. When you talk about cat overpopulation, you know, it, it is an issue um, when you think of stray cats and just the need out there. So it is good that now you have this kind of community of resources that's kind of organically come together. Now, Kerbay, when it comes to the products that you've got, you've always had a lot of stuff for cats, but do you foresee that there will be even more items out there that you'll begin carrying as a result of them being so close? Oh, yeah. Um, I've spoken to Kelsey, and the plan is to kind of do like our old model when we had cats in the store, and we would help with the whole comprehensive care um, as far as products go, but in a way where she can then send them over after they adopt. So um, we're expanding pretty much all of our product in the cat department. Uh, we want to make sure that we have everything you need when you get a new kitten, um, especially in that 8 to 12-week range when it's really important to have things that are appropriate for smaller kittens because that's different than when they're adult cats. Um, and then we'll have our um, kind of bread and butter staple items that have always been fantastic that Kelsey al already recommends people come to us for. Um, and then we're also expanding so that we can offer products to the Cat Cafe. So what I mean by that is they're partnered with us to get their products for their cafe. So they just signed up for a program where we offer them low-cost food for their in-house rescue cats. Um, also, when you think of how a cat cafe runs, um, you want to have lots of toys that are washable, right? So for sanitary reasons, for health reasons, less feathers and fluff, <laughs> more things that can run through the dishwasher. So we're expanding our toy line, um, which will also be really exciting. There's so many fun cat toys out there. That's great. So I've just gone to the cat cafe, and I've fallen in love madly, which is going to be very easy to do with one of these cats. And I'm going to come over to your place. What are the five things, six, seven, what do you think? What are the most important things for me to take home with this cat when I stop by? Yeah, so it's going to vary a little bit based on the age. And just like our dogs or just like humans, right, they all have different personalities. They're all going to have unique things that they want. Um, but as far as the staples go, my top picks would be if you're getting a kitten, we'll just start there. I would say you want to have a low-sided litter pan to make it easy for them to get in. You also want some litter attractant. We sell something by Dr. Elsie's. It's fantastic. It really helps with making sure they use the, the new litter box, especially in a new environment. Um, I would say you would want some wet food in times of high stress and transition. Kittens have a tendency to uh, drink less. So having moisture in that food is really important. 
And then one more thing I would say is super important would be um, a, a, a type of toy that is fabric that you can give the kitten and you can also give your other pets in the home that you can give to the kitten when it's in its new room in a separate space before it's exposed to the rest of the household of pets. So they can start to scent bond before actually meeting. Um, so those would be some picks. And then, of course, I can't forget a really good cat litter and a litter that they're used to. Um, we can sometimes have issues with marking outside of the box if we switch the litter drastically. Um, so we want to stick with a good litter. And then with adult cats, some similar similarities as well. Um, but I would say maybe a difference would be a really good um, high-sided litter box. So they can't um, make a nice little litter party for you outside <laughs> your bathroom. We had a uh, cat like that. Stepping <laughs> on cat litter at 7 a.m. before you've had your coffee. Um, so a nice litter box that they also feel safe and protected in. And then for those guys, I really like to recommend having um, a filtered water feature that they can drink out of. Um, cats don't see water like we do. So when you get it filtered and you have movement in the water, they actually drink a lot more than if you have a stagnant bowl. Um, also, having it filtered keeps it a lot cleaner. So Very, yeah. very good. Interesting advice. Now, Kerbe, when it comes to people coming over, are they going to be allowed to bring the cats into Proust Pets with them? As long as they have them in some type of secured carrier. Okay. That's something we're also standing to with the carriers that we have. Um, but you want to make sure anytime you get a new cat right, it's a stressful time for the animal, and you want to put their safety first priority. So if it makes sense for them to travel over, then, of course, they're more than welcome. Um, some cats I've seen get adopted. You put them on a cat harness, and it's like they're dogs. It's like nothing's changed, and they're totally fine. Other cats, they're terrified. So you just need to read your animal. You need to know um, kind of what their threshold for stress is and make sure that they're feeling comfortable with it. And, and the good news is, again, we can walk over there and talk to them about it. Uh, we can easily make an arrangement where they can just come in first before they right. take the cat home. Right. Why not? Right. It's literally in the same parking lot. I'm sure several of their customers will be using our parking lot. It's that close. So. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, it, it really is a great arrangement. And Kerbe, I know from just conversations we've had over the years when it came to dog food, how deeply you dug into the selections that you've got available. And I can only assume that you're taking just as deep of a dive when it comes into uh, having great cat foods available as well. Yeah, and something that's really nice. So um, we used to have a manager that oversaw the dog and cat department. Her name was Miranda. Um, she's since gone on to follow her art path. Um, but our new manager, Deandra, she is obsessed with cats. She's a cat person through and through. So it's very serendipitous that now we have Deandra, and she's very knowledgeable. Um, and we're also working to get new products um, and expand the, the food that we carry as well. Well, that's great news, and uh, this is just something that we're all going to look forward to, and hopefully they will be able to get it together and be there in the fall like they hope. And, Kerbe, thank you so much for all that you do. We really appreciate your time. 
Yeah, thanks for having me. Oh, our pleasure. And we're going to take a break. And when we come back from here, we're going to continue the conversation on cats and talk about some care-related issues with Dr. Schultz right here on 1320 WILS. It's the MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show on 1320 WILS. We're back here with the MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show. And for this segment, Rick, you and I will get a chance to ask some questions of Dr. Schultz because one of the things that the public may not have known, but in the several decades that Dr. Schultz was a veterinarian, he actually did something else besides work on people who had dogs. He actually worked on other animals including cats. So, Doc, talk a little bit about, very briefly before we get started, what kind of experience did you have with cats? Oh, we have had some interesting experiences with cats over the years. Um, Cats, everybody knows, they're not dogs, and they're not little dogs. They're not soft little dogs. They're purring little animals. Um, When I was in veterinary school, um, I had a cat that was in the room, and it was wagging it. This is, and, and my cat experience as a child wasn't in veterinary medicine. And the cat's wag, wagging its tail. I said, boy, your cat is the most friendly cat on earth to the lady. Look at it. It's wagging its tail. And she goes, you really aren't very smart. My cat's about to bite you. And within like two <laughs> seconds, the cat was all over me. And um, it, was, it was, you're like, oh, I guess the wagging tail really isn't the love like a dog. Yeah. Um, and up to that point, the cat was really nice, but you could see it was changing. It didn't put its ears back. It didn't snarl. It didn't do anything. But the tail just started swishing back and forth. And I'm like, oh, that, that's friendly. No, that's not a very friendly cat. So I've had over the years, I guess I've had better... Cats, I don't know. Uh, yeah, some animals like veterinarians and some don't, like people like their doctors. Right. And some of them come in and they're, you should see this cat at home. It's the sweetest cat on earth. And I'm trying to rip it off my jugular vein at that time. <laughs> I, imagine, so, so. I imagine you've sterilized a few scratches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which does bring this up. So there is a, a new law they're trying to pass here in Michigan, like in California, to stop declawing cats. And... What you have to know is if you are immune compromised, if you are a diabetic, um, if you have any issues with bacterial infections or skin problems and you have a cat that's not declawed, you have issues that you have to address immediately when you get this cat. So as you get the cat, if it's a kitten, start me every single week, their nails grow incredibly fast and incredibly sharp learn how to cut their nails. And if you just hold the foot up, and I'm doing this and you people can't see my hands, but if you squeeze their pad, all of their toenails come out because their nails retract. And as the nails come out, they're very easy to clip. And you can hold them on their back. You teach the cat immediately as a kitten to tolerate this. If it's an adult cat, sometimes catnip or sometimes help from your veterinarian with mild sedation to get the cat through this because you are going to have to do this on a very, very regular basis. And once the cats learn, it is way easier than the dogs I've had in my house. Uh, Dogs, once they know they don't want their nails cut, it's going to be a little bit of a rodeo for their whole life. Mm -hmm. But in the cats that are good, it's so simple to do. It's so quick. And And in dogs, it's very easy to cut the nail and make it bleed. Where in cats, it's extremely difficult to get to that point. You can get the nail very dull. Um, years ago, when we used to check cats for leukemia, we had to put a drop of blood on a slide, send it to the lab, and they would process through um, a f- immune fluorescence to see if they had leukemia. And we just need a drop, so we'd cut a toenail short. And you would cut and cut and cut, cut to back get one and, drop, and yeah. you couldn't get it. 
So for everybody out there that's worried about it, it's very easy to do as long as you have a very sharp pair of clippers. The people that use the Dremels on dogs, I really wouldn't recommend that for a cat. Mm. Uh, noise and stuff would probably set them off. But like the mm-hmm. the little uh, like Resco kind of clippers and some of the other ones, yeah. uh, they're very easy to use. And, and you keep them that way. And then you're going to be safe, too, because we've had clients had to go to the hospital if they've been scratched or bitten by their cat. Yeah. And we've talked, uh, you know, we, we had the uh, cat cafe on uh, earlier, mm-hmm. and, you know, they're going to be handling both adults and baby cats. And I think, realistically, you have to think about that before you decide on the cat. Very, you know, yeah. what, what, what really is going to work for you? Yeah. Right. You, you may need a kitten or you may need that, a cat that's very right. pliable. And, and they also make little rubber claws that you super glue on the cats. You have to change those. Yeah. And when you do change those, then you have to cut the nails back so the new ones go on. And they're blunt and they work really well, but they'll fall off now and then. And so if you really have a problem, the safest way is keep them trimmed. But with an adult cat, if you play with their feet and you're at the cat cafe or you're at one of the other rescue places, um, and they don't want you playing with their feet, okay, let's go to the next cat. Right. You know, it depends on your situation. Some situations, um, the cat tower, the cat scratching posts and stuff, uh, they keep them under control. They aren't going to destroy any furniture. And then you don't even need to clip their nails. I have a lot of clients that, that, that the cats are completely happy doing that instead. Now, Doc, let's talk for a second because from a timing standpoint, we're in warm weather months. And usually what that means is that a lot of cats that – People try and keep indoors during the winter or getting outdoors because there's just much more transiting just that's door. going on. So let's talk about what are the things people need to think about as we're dealing with the heat and the outdoors. If, if you have an indoor cat that ever has a chance of getting out, and we have the cat cafe, they do this too for all their cats and most of the rescue places, make sure your cat's microchip first. Cats tolerate their semi-arid animals where dogs are not. So cats can live in – if you ever uh, have a hot, sunny day – and uh, not a hot, sunny day, but a sunny day in Michigan, we'll just take that. And the sun's coming in your house and there's a dark carpet on the floor. And that carpet is 50 degrees warmer than the house. You'll see your cat laying in that sunshine. And it's not even panting. Um, they tolerate the temperature way, way better. So if a dog escapes on a day with no water, it's going to have big, big trouble. If the cat's outside all day with no water, it's going to suffer also. But the cat can tolerate it way, way longer than us. The cat issue outside for an indoor cat is cars, people. They don't know what a car is. They don't know what a road is. Um, other dogs, uh, and in this area we have a coyote population, um, cats think if they're used to a dog, oh, it's just another dog. Well, that's not going to work out very well. Mm. But outside are fleas, ticks, especially in Michigan now. So we've had a couple dry summer where the fleas haven't been seriously bad. The mosquitoes haven't been bad. So the heartworm population is low, but the ticks are loving this weather. Um, and so cats do get heartworms. Cats do bring ticks in the house. Tacks can bring in Lyme disease to somebody in the house. So you have to be aware of that. And there are medications that you can give the cat or put on the cat to prevent the fleas and the ticks and the heartworms. So if your cat does go out, you need to protect it. Where dogs with heartworms have symptoms, they'll start coughing. Cats will not cough. Cats just die. And heartworm, heartworm causes acute death in cats. So it is something to be concerned about. But the outdoors are, it's a danger. Oh, and the other one is, one thing cats will do if they're chased, what do they do? They climb a tree. Has your cat ever climbed a 50-foot tree? No. 
once it's up in the tree, does it know how to get down? And every year you'll watch where the local fire department has to get their hook and ladder out and go rescue. And I've been involved in a few of these tree climbing events in my life, too. <laughs> and you're going, what am I doing in this tree? And the tree will support a cat really well. But with me, it looks like one of those circus things where the guy's on the great big pole that's swinging back and forth. Yeah. And you're going, this just isn't smart. <laughs> and you're probably not going to pick that up as an a side sport no, in your retirement. No, in retirement, no, I'm not going to go climbing for cats. But, but it's a, uh, and you get there, and then the cat, now the tree's swaying, and the cat doesn't know you, and you go, oh, now am I going to get bit at 30 feet up off the ground from this cat? And yeah. that's what the firemen have to worry about, too. So the big deal is, you know, be really, really careful. And a lot of times, if it's weather and your kids are going out a lot, if the cats have two doors to escape, so like in our veterinary clinic, there's no area where animals are where there's only one door to the outside. Everywhere is double-doored. And the cat cafe that we just talked about is the same way. So you don't have an escape in a normal day. Now, a cat in the house knows how to get around anything. And so you have to watch your feet when the door opens, too. But if you have a busy cat that wants to go out, be really, really careful with that cat this time of year. Yeah, and and make that decision early on with a cat when you're getting the cat as to whether you can make that an exclusively indoor cat. And if you can... That's great. You've just eliminated three quarters of your conversation there. But exactly. Uh, but but if you can't or you're not planning on that, uh, that those are wise suggestions that you might make, especially you know understanding what the potential hazards are. Absolutely. And the other thing a lot of our clients have done too is they built cat rooms off of their house. Yeah. And so they they get a chicken wire or a little bit more dense like a hardware cloth. Yeah. And it's very inexpensive. You can make it with two by fours or even two right. by twos and smaller ones. And I have a lot of people, it's a 10 by 10 room off of their house, outside, and it's, it's, it's doesn't, it doesn't even have to be covered because they can even go out there in the wintertime. And now the cats have an outdoor place to play, and they'll plant because it has sunlight in it, and they'll plant trees in it or other, or other bushes, so the cats actually have an outdoor experience. They're not going to eat the birds in there, but the birds are flying around outside, and it gives them... An outdoors that's a very safe outdoors. Mm -hmm. It's very easy to do in almost any environment in Michigan. Well, the the other suggestion I think that goes with that is like an invisible fence type product as well. So uh, that can help keep them away because my concern is that next door neighbor who decided they were going to have some backyard chickens. Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) (laughs) That's where I suspect there could be an issue. So, uh, well... Uh, I'm afraid to say we are out of time for this week, but Doc, we want to thank you very much for joining us. Always insightful. We appreciate it. And Rick Pruce, always great questions. And thank you for your help. This is Lee Cohen wishing all of you a great weekend and a great weekend. We'll talk again next weekend on the MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show. In the meantime, will all of you please, please take good care of your pets and make sure to keep them safe in the hot weather. Have a great week, everybody. Hey, get some ideas for a show? Questions? Maybe suggestions? Just email us, mmpets at 1320wils.com or message us on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash mmpets.